Did you guys watch that football, all the football games this weekend? You guys big into football? Are you ready yeah. for some football? Yeah. We forgot about Hank Williams Jr. being racist. Uh, uh no. Sure didn't. Uh, you guys missed some prime football, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They barely eked it out this week. Blake Blake Bortles just running running for his life, you know? You know what I'm talking about, guys? You know what I'm talking I d- about. I don't know if he's, like, making stuff up. That's how much I don't know about football. <laughs> I, on the same page. I, like, he oh, easily could be making stuff up, and I would have no idea. <laughs> Poor Tyrod Taylor got a concussion at the end of the game and had to go out. And then they sent in Nate Peterman, and that guy sucks. And so the Bills just got jobbed, you know? And then the Rams yep. were playing, and they were slipping all over the field because the field was just barely laid down two days earlier because there was a bowl game in college like like earlier that week, and so they couldn't use the same grass. And then the new grass hadn't settled right, and so everyone was just slipping and sliding all over the field. And then at halftime, they just decided, screw it. It's not football anymore. We're just going to play slip and slide for two hours. And they did. I got nothing. Huh. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird way to, to end an NFL game, for sure. Bold choice. Okay. I don't know, guys. I'm just trying to t- t- make some story time here. <laughs> if you got any other fucking right. stories, I'd be glad to hear them. I have nothing to add to sports times. <laughs> so then, give me give me a left turn. Give me somewhere to somewhere to go. <sighs> oh man! Uh, you know where we could go? <laughs> we could the we could Savage ha- Land. Yep, I was gonna say we. Sorry, could- I was gonna be like we could hop on into a station wagon and and oh. take a take a trip down the long road that leads straight to the Savage Land, but I mean that worked too. You're, you're well. You sounded like you were leading up to the Savage Land. Joke. Yeah, I, I uh, was. But you were just, you the whole time. Yeah. Well, no, not oh. the whole time. No, definitely. Oh, not. okay. <laughs> that was not planned. The Savage Land. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, and welcome back to the Savage Land. It's uh, twenty hate free. Welcome, welcome to welcome to the new twenty hate free. It's the best year of all time. It's our. I'm it's never. Our, I'm never calling it that. Why? I'm always. Gonna, people, is that like a new hashtag going around? It will be now. Now that I said it. Now that the that now uh, they got the Savage no. Land boost. Hashtag twenty hate free. Oh God. <laughs> be burning up the Twittersphere in in no time. Uh, but to, to, to usher in this new year, we thought that it'd be, it'd be, uh, an apt time to go through all of our, our top 10 favorite things from 2017. Uh, but of course we gotta, we gotta really, we gotta introduce the whole team. We can't be, we can't be doing this as anonymous, anonymous men and women with no name like Clint Eastwood. We're, we're, we're not like that. We're, we're going to give you our names cause I'm Jason. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. Sorry, Rach. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> forgot about the order, guys. There's law and there's the order. order. Two separate but equal branches or whatever that the theme song to Law and Order says. Um, but uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Comic Bento. Comic Bento, the, the favorite uh, subscription box of the show. We've talked about them before. Uh, this month's theme for January for Comic Bento, you bet I know what the theme is because this theme for January 28 free is... Uh, it's a great theme that is actually if you wouldn't if you wouldn't if you wouldn't guess it it's beginnings cuz it's January. 
Get it? Like a beginning? I, Do you understand? Yeah. No, cool. I get it. I, there was definitely a hot minute there where I was pretty sure you didn't have the, what the theme was. And to look it up. <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, d- that's what I thought, silly, too. How silly would that be? Why would I ever do a thing like that? You, you, you goofer. Uh, a new year brings new ideas, new jobs, resolutions, and most importantly, new beginnings. New Look Comic Bento is happy to start off the year with tales of starting over, new worlds, old guards, and more as we dive headfirst into the new beginnings, both of this earth and not so much. Hurry and sign up, though. Your new Bento beginning is waiting, but it's only here until January 31st. Uh, you can go to comicbento.com and use the promo code SAVAGE. And that will give you $5 off your first box. If you do the one-month plan, that is $20 uh, for a box of four or five trade paperback comics. Uh, It's a fantastic deal, as we've said before. You literally cannot get a better deal on comics than that. So do it right now. What are you waiting for, Jeff? Nothing. He's not (laughs) waiting for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he already signed up and used our promo code. Um, anyway, that's comicbento.com promo code savage. Go uh, check it out today. Guys, 2018's here. 28 free. Oh my God. Oh my God. Guys, panic time, fire and fury. Uh, we gotta, we gotta really, we gotta, we gotta look back and and there were a lot of shitty things about 2017, but as, as we are on this show, we try to be optimists, right? We're, we're always looking at the the silver lining and the good stuff. So that's all this episode's going to be about is the good stuff of 2017 because it was a garbage fire year and it sucked. We all hated it. Uh no, that was all right. It was 100% bad everything, except for the 10 things <laughs> on each of our lists. <laughs> so that's 99.7% bad, because we make up for 0.3% of the country's uh, uh, mind. Each of us individually is 0.1%. So, <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so let's, let's kick off our list. I'm going to start it with Matt. Well, well, well wait. Ahead. So um, I wanted to see how, how many do you think all three of us... Yeah. Uh, on our top ten lists before, because we don't know any, either anyone else's top ten. We lists. have not consulted what, each how, other. How many? No. So how many do you think? How many? Uh, how many do you think we've got that all three of us have? Ooh. Um, mm. I so I'm I'm fairly certain that Rachel and I have at least one shared. Yeah. Yes. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I would be willing to bet that Matt and I have one shared, but I don't know if we all three have uh, uh, have a crossover. So so if I if I'm betting, I think let's all call our bets. I'm gonna bet okay. one crossover between the three of us. Wow. Okay. I mm, I think maybe Rachel and I have one. Yeah. I would say so. And maybe you and I have one, Jay, but I don't think we all have. Th- I, I I don't think we all three have one. Okay. Yeah. What do you What are you thinking, Rach? I think we all three have one. Oh shit! Oh shit! Rachel, confident. <laughs> okay, that's that's two okay. two against one on the on the Colin one. Um. So to give people some idea of how we formulated our lists, uh, these are not in any official order, but I think I'm just going to assign uh, orders whenever anyone names anything um for fun uh but really the list is just our top 10 favorite things so it could be an album it could be a comic book it could be a series it could be a publisher it could be a studio it could be a movie a tv show a person uh a wall maybe i i don't know i don't know what you guys are looking at but uh literally anything and so it's our it's our top 10 just favorite things at all from 2017 uh yeah and and there's no consultation so this this will be a fun surprise for all of us i think yeah, and and right, and I mine are in absolutely no particular order at all. 
Except for yeah, the order neither. that I or assign. Neither. The order that I assign to them is is how I don't think you, they're going to be officially. Don't you dare assign an order to my list. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? There's no order here. <laughs> but there is law. <laughs> and Tom Selleck. Was he ever in Law and Order? No, he wasn't. No. Well, Jerry Orbach. Miami Vice, though, right? And his eyeballs. My, was was he in Miami Magnum Vice? PI. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. There yeah. we go. Trojan Magnum P.I. Miami Vice was yeah. Don Johnson. That's right. Oh, yeah. Don Johnson. I worked with Don Johnson <laughs> once. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, he's kind of, he's an okay guy. he's he's all right don johnson he's okay (laughs) he's all right i certainly would not be like yeah he's great by any stretch but i also wouldn't be like "Uh, douche yeah you you heard it here folks first (laughs) don johnson okay don johnson he's okay (laughs) fancies himself a little bit more of a writer than he is anyway uh sure i'll i'll take the uh i'll take the helm here please do um all right, one of my favorite things from 2017 was the movie Get Out. Ah, there's our crossover. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, you got Get Out on yours? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll go into it when I get to that one, but you, you go ahead. You've got the floor. Um, it was a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was taking a swig of beer. Um, <laughs> No, I just think it's a, it's a, it was a, it was a, it's important film. It's a good movie. Uh, it's Jordan Peele's sort of debut, and he just knocked it out of the fucking park, and uh, just loved it. I love that film. If you want to hear more about it, listen to my podcast, <laughs> Savage Land. <laughs> where I talked about Get Out for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, Get did Out. Did you? Did you have like an episode? Uh, oh yeah, we, we did talk about, about Get Out. Once, were, yeah, were, yeah I'm here. like, because yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, had to get out. Yeah, I, I actually, so Get Out almost didn't make my list, but only because of actually, I'll, I'll get into it. But there was, there was a reason that I thought it was sort of on my list, and then I realized it wasn't uh, for another reason. So it was a late edition, and it rela- replaced something. But uh, I'll yeah, get into no, that. I think I if I, I think if there's crossover, we just we can all chime in at that time. Yeah, yeah I'd rather yeah do that instead of talking about it again. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for me, for for get out and that. So that was uh, number three on Matt's list. Um, and for my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I so initially I had Blade Runner twenty forty nine uh, in this slot. I actually removed Blade Runner for Get Out. Um, I liked Blade Runner, but but it just didn't didn't quite top Get Out for me. Uh, but since A twenty four is one of the other things on my list. Um, I, for whatever reason, I thought that Get Out was an A24 movie. Um, and then when I was looking at their movies of 2017, I realized it wasn't. So I had to, uh, I had to remove Blade Runner from, uh, from my list for it. But yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan Peele, his directorial debut, like showing that he is far more than just a comedian or just an actor or anything. I mean, he directed a movie that is equal parts thrilling and terrifying, um, and especially in an age where, where so many horror movies are just about jump scares and looking at really disturbing stuff. This, most of this movie up until the third act is purely about the idea of it and, and how it's making you feel uncomfortable and disturbed. Um, yeah. and that's what I loved. It's, it was not gratuitous. It was not cheap. Like everything in this movie was well thought out and, and chilled you to the bone, but not just from a purely visual level. Yep. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I'm I'm just I'm crazy excited to see what Jordan Peele ends up doing next uh directorially and um yeah, I don't know. Definitely one of my favorites of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, enough said, man. I was kind of on the same page. Just really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. And I think everybody should watch it. Fuck yeah. Rach, what you got? Oh, I thought we were all doing mats. No, no, no. We'll just go. Yeah, we're doing one at a time for each of us. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) one of mine was Annihilation. Ooh. It's not on my list. It's not? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Is it on Jay's list? It's not on my list. I haven't read it. Probably not. I haven't read it yet. Well, everybody everybody should read it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us why you like it. What was was so great about Annihilation? I think just because the way it kind of captivated me, because I did finish it in a day. It wasn't like I can just go home and finish it again at work i had to take it home and finish it that night Mm. just because it had it just gives you this feeling like just this horrible uncomfortable nothing's real nothing matters type feeling (laughs) and it explains nothing and so was was that the reason why you felt like you had to keep reading is because like it didn't explain anything and you just wanted to find out or what was the thing that was like just keeping you going yeah i wanted to know what was happening and i wanted answers and it doesn't give you any. Mm-mm. And I'm even into the second book, and I still have no answers <laughs> to anything. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. But for me, it was one of the best books that I've ever read. And if, Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I also read it this year. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yeah. That's a damn awesome <laughs> yeah you don't that's, agree no i i mean it's really fucking good yeah one of the you know i would say it's an incredibly good book yeah 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 you guys i oh, mean the, awesome. the amount that you guys have talked about it has made me really want to read it and so that's that's it might be one of the things uh on my new year's resolution list which we'll get to later in the show but um yeah i mean it's a it's a really short book it's less than 200 pages that first one they get a little longer as they go, but I mean, it's a quick read and it's well done and interesting and yeah, it just gives you this weird feeling that you can't really describe mm-hmm. unless you've read it. Now, well, so, so I audiobooked it mm. in a car. We were driving in a car listening to the audiobook hmm. and that was also pretty disorienting. Yeah, I can imagine that. It, it was a little bit more, it was a little bit, we had, there's points you have to stop and rewind because it's. You're listening to you're listening to the narrator tell the story, and then you're kind of like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on? I must have missed something because like, yeah. you're just kind of zoning out." And so we'd rewind it and listen again and be like, "Nope, didn't miss anything. <laughs> just, just, Answered nothing. Just that fucking weird." Okay. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Are you guys? So for both of you guys, I don't think have either of you read any of the um, the other Southern Reach trilogy, the um, Authority and Acceptance. I just said that I'm into the second. Book. Oh, that's oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, and, yeah. and I have not. How's how's authority so far, Rach? It's very different than the first book, but it still leaves you with the I don't know what's happening feeling, <laughs> and it, it makes me feel more angry oh. than the first one. Damn. And I can't explain why, and because it'll ruin everything, but. Well, I'm I'm sure that uh, once you're done with the Southern Reach trilogy, you can start reading Born, which is a uh, biotech apocalyptic novel that Jeff Vandermeer wrote after the Southern Reach trilogy. And I'm sure that doesn't do any of the same things. I'm sure that it just explains everything right away. And 
you know, it'll be great. Yep. <laughs> the very first page, it's all explained at the end. <laughs> it's a one-page novel. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, Annihilation, you guys have talked it up so much, and, and the movie looks really interesting, so I'm, I'm very curious to read it. Um, uh, the, the first thing that I have on my list, rank number one. No, it's not rank number one. I don't know. It's on my list. Um, uh, I've got Jeff Lemire was uh, one of my favorites of 2017. Uh, his... Just his pure output in 2017 is unbelievable. Uh, he started Royal City and di- had, has now completed two volumes of Royal City within this year, uh, or two you know two story arcs in Royal City. Uh, Black Hammer was ongoing through 2017. Descender uh, became ongoing through 2017. Hawkman, uh, his new Hawkman series, started just barely at the end of 2017. Secret Path, his graphic novel album collaboration with Gord Downey. Uh, A.D. After Death, which he illustrated for Scott Snyder. Um, Moon Knight, Old Man Logan, and Thanos were all uh, at some point or another uh, released in 2017. Just like an incredible workload. Uh, Royal City and Black Hammer are two of my favorite comics in the world right now. Like Black Hammer is arguably, if not if it's not the best comic in the world right now, or in, in the States right now, at least ongoing, uh it's second best um it's i mean as, and you guys have both been reading black hammer i i presume um i think i've talked about black <laughs> hammer <laughs> quite often uh jeff yeah. lemire is also on my list Woo-hoo! because of royal city and black hammer we are, oh i don't know if this counts but i have black hammer as one of my runners up Runners up. Well, sure. that's, that's close. It's close. I don't think it counts for the, the one or over. Um, okay. I figured Jeff Lemire would be on both mine and Rachel's list. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. But yeah, I mean, Royal City is such a, just just a, a really raw, emotional, uh, just hard-hitting, kind of depressing, but also it's still, like, it's still borderline a feel-good book. Like, it really fucks you up emotionally. Uh, it really does but it's it's just like, there's there's moments where i'm just like i can't handle this yeah, right now totally but it's so well done and interesting and you kind of push through this dread mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have reading it because it is so good yeah and it's just and there's also like that thing and i think this is a thing for people who come from small towns uh that this book does so well where it shows the the sort of cyclical nature of how people in small towns live their lives, how people will grow up to do the same kind of thing that their parents did. And everybody just kind of like stays in the same place, works the same sort of dead end job, lives paycheck to paycheck, you know, and, and just, and just stays in that cycle for their entire lives. Um, and, and this, this book shows that so well, just like this entire town is working at this, um, factory or whatever. Um, and they just they just can't get out of it. It's like generation after generation is just working there and and staying in the same place and and there's no like ambition or desire. Uh, and then Pat, who's you know kind of the pseudo main character, sort of has like that guilt of of leaving and sort of outgrowing Royal City and and growing distant from his family and then to sort of like be brought back, um, you know, sort of united by this tragedy that's happened in the family and and all these. You know, just the the way that the entire family has kind of come unraveled since, uh, since the the sort of big tragic event in the book, um, it's just it's it's just really interesting to watch, just to see how this family copes with sort of 
losing the glue that kind of held them all together. Um, and I don't know. It's again, it's 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 heartbreaking, but amazing. And and I cannot think of an artist better suited for this story than Jeff Lemire himself. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just. I mean, if there if there's any story that Jeff Lemire's art looks incredible, and in, it's it's certainly this one. Um, and then Black Hammer. You know, I think we can all agree is is just an incredible book. It's such a great homage to superheroes and and has such a strong mystery to it. It's now expanding into its own universe. Uh, it's 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 currently the only superhero thing I really am interested in. Yeah, I mean it's 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 close to that for me. Like there's there's certainly some other super, superhero stuff that I'm borderline kind of like keeping up with or tuning in and out of. Um, totally. But yeah, Black Hammer is is one of the most well written and well illustrated comic books out there right now. Um, yes. I haven't read any of the tie-ins, Rachel. I know. Didn't you start reading at least one of them, Rach? Um, I started. What was the Frankenstein guy? Oh yeah. Um, the scientist. I'll, I'll I can't take a think look. Of his yeah. name right now. Yeah, I did read that, and I don't think I liked it as much, but I'm still not very far into mm. it. So, did, did, did Jeff Lemire do all the tie-ins? Yes, he he yes. wrote all those yeah. tie-ins, and then they have um, different artists for all of them. Okay, um, I'm trying to find. Fuck, I can't find the Frankenstein. Yeah, I Sherlock can't really Frankenstein like and the Legion of Evil. Sherlock Frankenstein. That's what it there is. There we go. <clears throat> Yeah, I I just I love this universe, uh, and I'm I'm definitely more curious about what's going on in the Black Hammer proper book than I am about sort of the backstories from the tie-ins. Um, however, I'm still very curious, and I want to read those. But I feel like for the tie-ins, I want to read those in trade rather than single issues. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the the story of Black Hammer is just fucking incredible for anybody who hasn't read it. Like, ab- absolutely, I I think. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of how anybody could really be disappointed with, with this book. Yep. No, really. It's yeah. It's, Even I, Matt likes it. Yep, Even I Matt like <laughs> um, has a hard time with Jeff Lemire. Thinks it's one of the best. <laughs> uh, and then uh, AD after death. It was written by Scott Snyder, but Jeff Lemire's art in this book. I mean, the the first off, Jeff Lemire did help develop the story on it. He didn't really write it, but he, he helped Scott Snyder a lot with the development of it and. I love how it fuses prose writing with sort of like little illustrations to go along with it with the sequential art and everything. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it's, it's such an interesting way to use the form. Um, and it's, and it's a crazy interesting story. I don't know how well they stuck the landing on the end. Um, however, I, I do just love that story and, and it's illustrated so beautifully and bleak and, and just weird. Uh, AD is super worth picking up, I think, at least. Um, let's see. Yeah, that, that was one of my other favorite stories from 2017. Nice. Um, and then I feel like, oh, yeah. And then Descender, which we're talking about uh, for issue of the week, probably next week, um, Descender number 22. But I did read that issue, and I thought it was super interesting. But more on that next week. I'm still stuck on that issue, and I can't move past it until we <laughs> discuss it. But Descender is by far one of my favorite series ever huh. was there anything it's, else oh sorry go ahead no i just was gonna talk about how incredible it is Please. and everybody should read it even matt <laughs> even matt <laughs> oh man um, well i read issue 22 of descender 
There you go. Talk about that. Talk about that next week. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> what they call a tease in the biz. Um, yeah, yeah. And then and tease. I also I also did love um, his Moon Knight with Greg Smallwood, and obviously we've had Smallwood on the show before. Yes. He's one of my favorite artists. He's just incredible. He almost made yeah. my list. Actually, Greg Smallwood did. Um, yeah, his arts and his art is something else. Yeah, he's he's on a whole other level. His Guardians issues and and the issue that he did of um, Spider Man and every, like I don't I Greg Smallwood's just the best. Yep, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, anyway, Jeff Lemire, Rachel and I. So now, so now there's one crossover for me and Matt. One crossover for uh, myself and Rach. Almost a crossover for all of us, but not quite yet. Anyway, uh, Matt, yeah, go ahead. I guess I guess that's me. Uh, again, mine are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll stick with your theme of comic book writer. Can you guys guess who mine is? Um, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, I was just gonna say Chippy. Oh my chippy! I didn't even think about my chippy. Oh shit! What? Shit! No. Wait, hold uh, on. Chip. What? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. What? I was just. I was trying I to guess. Know, it I know again, who but it I don't is. Know. Oh, you can guess. Dance Rick Remender. Got it. <laughs> uh, I I put Chip on a runner-up. I Chip's. I really like what Chip's done with uh, Spider-Man. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't put him up. No, Rick Remender. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Number two, Rick Remender. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he started Seven to Eternity in 2017, mm. uh, which I finally got around to reading the first volume. It was one of those ones I started reading, and it's like in classic Remender fashion, it's really hard to get into. <laughs> like, he doesn't really start the story till the end of volume one. Uh, but I did, and hot damn, that's an awesome comic. And when, the art's amazing. At which Jerome Pena is just the best i i do agree opinion is fucking incredible uh at which point does the title make sense where like where does he finally make the title make sense in that book uh um yeah pretty much near the pretty much at the end of volume one okay like the maybe the last issue of volume one and volume one's what four issues six oh shit okay yeah so takes a little while to get there it's pretty fun to get there but once you really get to the kickoff point it's you can the stories you can see the story sort of start to unravel a little bit and it looks really exciting it's super exciting if you were to categorize seven to eternity into like a genre or or anything like what would you what would you categorize that as oh man i don't know um high fantasy mixed with the hateful eight interesting yeah, is that why it's seven to eternity? Is it just like maybe. oh, there's seven people and something about trying to get the fountain of youth or some shit? Maybe. <laughs> I I've read about four issues of it and I did enjoy it, yeah. but it yeah hasn't quite grabbed I, me yet. Totally, it took me a couple tries to get to get going. That's that's my biggest uh, problem with Rick Remender is he does not he does not uh, throw his hooks out very early. No, he doesn't, and I. Uh, I've come to respect that more about him. So I, I also read all six volumes of uh, Black Science. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Science starts off a little hotter. Uh, but it, again, it really starts kicking off. Uh, I'm almost like on volume two and three. Oh, wow. Uh, but that story just goes, gets batshit crazy mm-hmm. dealing with all the, dealing with the, uh, 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 infinite multiple dimensions right yeah uh and just awesome 
great story. And it is it is uh, an interesting Black Science is like kind of an interesting weird sci-fi throwback uh in a way. It's a lot more bleak and dark than than classic sci-fi would have been, but um It is and it's not. It has it it gets into some pretty pretty fun classic sci-fi stuff. Hmm. And because it's sort of this like, you know, dimension hopping type dealio. Mhm. It gets into superheroes, it gets into fantasy, it gets into huh. all these other worlds too. That's interesting. So it yeah, so it definitely jumps it it's jumping around a lot, which is pretty exciting. Okay. Um, so that's fun. And then uh Low, we're still reading Low, Low's good. Low's I, 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 just all of his ongoings through twenty seventeen. Greg Tokini's uh, art it looks just fabulous. Every time I see Low, especially even just the covers for Low, I'm like, damn it, I need to read that fucking book. Yeah, it it and and Lowe's, I would say Lowe's the hardest to get into. Hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I read volume one and I'm like, nah. Yeah, totally. And I even <laughs> in, like even like I'm like halfway through volume two. Maybe I finished volume two and it's still tricky. Hmm. So it's not grabbing me as much as the other ones are, but I still really like it. It is beautiful, it's beautiful. though. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and I'm I am so late to this party, and I can't believe I'm late to this party. But <laughs> fucking deadly class, right? Yeah, like it took. I don't know why. I just never. I don't know. I was just reading everything else. Yeah, deadly class is incredible. It almost made my list. I love that book. Deadly class yeah. is unreal. It's it's so good. good. It's like it's Harry incredible. Potter and John Wick had a baby. I know. It's in the eighties. In the eighties, like. And like with their like weird uncle Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. So um, it's just all that the, the the amalgam of all those puts Rick Renner on my list. He's just doing amazing work, and and has, it's just such a font of creativity right now. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Remender is is certainly one of the best in the business, and I'm, I'm crazy excited for the uh, sci-fi um, Deadly Class series, especially after seeing Happy and seeing what. Uh, sci-fi is doing with their originals now i'm i'm even more excited for deadly class yeah no that's exciting yeah all right uh rach what you got all right i'll do this one just because i know i'm the only one that has it okay legend of zelda breath of the wild (laughs) oh shit i didn't do any video games yeah i don't think i did either actually (laughs) well fine (laughs) no go ahead rachie that that means this one counts for even more what was uh What's what's your what's your shit about uh Zelda? What's what's your favorite stuff about it? What's pulling you in? Um I I can't really pinpoint it for that game. It's just one of the funnest games I've ever played. Mm. Because it's not quite classic Zelda, you know? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else play Zelda? I never, I've never really played a Zelda game in my life. I never really <laughs> got into Zelda before, uh-huh. just because it feels like they expect you to know what to do, mm-hmm. and they don't really explain anything, and then it's just frustrating. Uh-huh. Mm. This one does take its time to explain things to you, and I know I've mentioned before that there's a lot of puzzles, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it reminds me of. The classic Tomb Raider puzzles where you go into a tomb and you have to solve the puzzle to get out. Yeah. So this has 120 shrines that are all different puzzles that you have to solve to get out. And that's how you level up. And each one is ridiculous and fun. And the story itself 
is pretty entertaining. You know, it's a classic RPG. Go help this guy in town and find his dog or whatever. Find this jewel. Like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's fun. Like, I I've been playing Skyrim lately, and I feel like that's just. I don't care about this butcher's wife and her shit. Like, I just don't care. Sure. But this one, it made it fun. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) No, I I have heard nothing but amazing things about that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people consider it the best game of 2017. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Because it's beautiful. Like, it's still cartoony, but it's not, Uh you know, Mm. if that makes sense. Sure. But. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, would say, I would say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna chime in with my favorite 2017 video game. Do even it. That's not on my list. Do it. Because I don't want to kick anything else off my list. But I guess I could. Whatever. <laughs> um, Horizon Zero Dawn was my favorite mm. game of 2017. I got that for Christmas. Nice. Have you played and, it? Yeah. It's oh amazing. my god, that's beautiful. It's incredible. It is yeah. so cool. It's it. I I it. I think it. There's some aspects of it that I think they could have done to like. Really, sort of, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. But it's it's amazing. It's an amazing game. Yeah, I'm I'm not very far into it. I'm just now going on my own. Oh, see, so yeah, you have. Yeah, you got but, days still ahead of you. Yeah, but holy crap, yeah. that's a gorgeous so cool. game. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I've heard great things. Like, I, I wish that I a I wish that I had a switch, and b I wish I'd played video games more than I have been for the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, Zelda eh. Breath of the Wild is is absolutely a game that I want to visit at some point. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Hmm. Sick. Um, well, the next thing on my list is A24, uh, the movie studio that's uh, still fairly recent to the game. Uh, they've only been around for four years now. Um, some of their uh, previous hits have been things like Ex Machina and Swiss Army Man. Um, Tusk was a movie that they put out uh, in the early days room like they've had a bunch of hits before the lobster um this year however did you did you, did you see the lobster i did i loved the, that movie i hated that movie <laughs> so much that's such a fucking weird movie god it's it very was weird like the most boring it's piece very, of crap i've ever slow. seen one well, the dude's follow-up uh the killing of sacred deer came out this year and i heard it was good but at the same time it, it looked w- like it he really leaned into the curve there where like with the lobster he dipped into that pool and then this one he was like oh fuck it i'm diving in head first like oh no killing the of sacred deer was looks such an crazy interesting concept totally that i just felt he did not pull off and it just was boring <laughs> uh yeah i f- i flat out i fell asleep halfway through and had to re- rewatch it yeah i just couldn't sit through it anymore and i just like fast forwarded well that's it. so the, and that that's <laughs> kind of one of the reasons like talking talking about that and having that very polarized opinion on on the lobster is kind of one of the reasons that i love a24 um uh-huh. you know killing of sacred deer was the same way where like a lot of people fucking hated that movie but a lot of people loved it um a24 right now is is like really for the most part the only movie studio that has been bold enough to to green light movies that are absolutely not going to be liked by everybody you know the same could be said with all of their stuff before um like green room and swiss army man and you know like i mean every everything that they've done american honey um but for this year specifically um 
they started off the year with uh, the movie Free Fire, which had uh, Charlotte Copley, Army Hammer, Brie Larson, Cillian Murphy, or Killian Murphy, um, about some IRA sort of drug heist, random mob stuff. And like that movie, super polarizing. Um, Some of my favorite movies of the year, uh, A Ghost Story was one of theirs, um, which was the one where Casey Affleck plays a ghost where he's just draped over uh, the sheet and he's kind of haunted haunting this woman uh rooney mara's life after he's died anyway um and then even better uh than that for me was good time which felt like a two-hour long panic attack that just like had my heart racing and had me like ang- like anxiously just like gripping my seat and like panicking for what was happening next mm-hmm. um like it literally it, it felt like being high on coke basically i don't know what being high on coke feels like but i imagine it's probably something like what that watching that movie felt like um huh. okay just crazy and then and then uh topping off the year they released ladybird and the disaster artist um ladybird i i will just jump yeah. in real quick disaster artist is on my list oh look at that um ladybird was actually ladybird disaster artist and the ballad of lefty brown uh three fantastic movies to finish off the year obviously kind of oscar bait but uh ladybird to me is one of the most honest uh, representations of moving on from teenage years into adulthood that I've ever seen in my life. It is absolutely the antithesis of the sort of Hollywood ideal of what those coming of age movies can be. And this is just a movie about a a daughter and her mom just just sort of coming to terms with where they are both going to be in their life and 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 figuring that out. And like I. I just it, it just legitimately my favorite thing about it is just how honest it felt. Um even though it was released in Oscar bait season and will obviously get a lot of awards and is the highest reviewed movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes, it didn't feel like a movie that was trying to be that. Um which I just loved. I, I could not recommend Ladybird uh more highly to anybody. Um and then the disaster artist, which we can talk about, I obviously like the room has become such a a weird phenomenon over the last few years. And now with this movie coming out even bigger, it's getting re-released and all this shit. Um, and the disaster artist was such a, a, a weird and, and interesting look at how that movie was made and who Tommy Wiseau is. Uh, and also yeah. what we don't know about him, like all, all this stuff and, and James Franco directing a movie for the first time. Um, it was weird. I don't think this movie would have come close to making my list on its own. And so Rachel can talk more about that, but uh, but it was super interesting, and again, just proved to me why A twenty four is such an invaluable part of the Hollywood atmosphere right now because nobody else would make that movie. No, they so. really wouldn't, and they wouldn't let James Franco be a director. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, it's on my list because of the movie, and because I also read the book, mm. and the book has so much more in it and it does reveal a lot more about tommy wiseau it's not confirmed he will never confirm anything nope but there are more details in there about where he grew up and how he came to america Mm. and all that and it's one of the funniest books I've ever read. There's still parts in it that I quote and laugh to myself, mm-hmm. even though nobody gets it at all. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a joy to watch. I, I did also want to mention 
uh, the A24, two upcoming films from A24 that are probably coming out this year uh, that I'm really excited to see. Number one is called Eighth Grade. Um, it's the first movie that Bo Burnham has written and directed, and it's uh, oh. about to premiere at Sundance, right? That makes me crazy him. excited. I'm a huge Bo Burnham fan. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's apparently a coming-of-age girl about a, or a story about a girl in eighth grade, and I'm just excited because it's Bo Burnham mostly because I know nothing else about it almost. Um, yeah. The other movie that they have, I believe, premiering at Sundance as well, um, or no, it's uh, it had its premiere already at uh, Cannes in 2017, and it's uh, going to be released in May, but it is the adaptation of How to Talk to Girls at Parties by... Uh, um neil gaiman hmm. yeah i didn't know that yeah um they did a movie yeah it was a it was a science fiction short story that uh that neil, neil gaiman did back uh in 2006 and then they ended up adapting it with uh gabriel ba and fabio moon um hmm. but yeah now there's now there's uh a a film adaptation with l fanning starring as zan um oh cool yeah nicole kidman's in it um it's uh, it looks really interesting. It's supposed to be really good, and so just again, a twenty four, just doing doing some the the Lord's work. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, and then should we? Uh, so Rachel, did you want to say anything else about Disaster Artist, or do you want to count that and and move on? Uh, I'll just count that because I did have the Disaster Artist slash Tommy Wiseau because he had a good oh. year because of yeah, the Disaster like Artist. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I liked when he was uh, saying that that uh, he wasn't going to direct a Star Wars movie because he didn't have enough time. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> He's just so bizarre and funny, and I don't know why. I think he's just <laughs> a very interesting person. <laughs> hey, and, Tommy, where are you from? In... New Orleans. I'm all American boy. Well, well, now he'll only just say Europe, <laughs> but not where yeah, in Europe. Just Europe. <laughs> And and uh, him and Greg do have a new movie. Oh, that's right. Called, what is it? Best Friends? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very curious about uh, yes. that movie. It could either be really good or really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually, I'm curious. Did either of you see It Comes at Night? No. No? No. Okay. That was, it was supposed to be like one of the best horror movies of last year, but I never ended up seeing it. And that was... Um, that was a hmm. uh, an A twenty four movie, so I was just curious. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I I might have actually seen it. Let me let me let me remind myself of it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar mm. to me. Yeah, I, I'm crazy excited for Best Friends. I just I don't want to see what the hell that is. Uh, yeah, I I don't know anything about it besides that it is Tommy and Greg, and who yeah. knows what it could be. <laughs> and it's almost it's almost like a, a reverse of of the room in a way because Greg Sestero wrote this one. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Uh, yeah, and got Tommy Wiseau to star in it with him, and it it, it also seems like it's a, a an interesting interpretation of their friendship because it's like Sestero plays a drifter that's taken in by a peculiar mortician <laughs> played by Wiseau. Um, oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and they hatch an underground <laughs> enterprise off the back of the mortician's old habits, uh, greed, hatred, and jealousy soon come in turn, uh, and their efforts unravel, causing the drifter to run off with the spoils and leaving the mortician adrift in an expedition across the southwest introduces wild and crazy characters through a series of twisted and dark fables as both men learn a valuable lesson about friendship and loyalty oh i love it yeah it I'm sounds excited. fucking crazy i i love that wise i was playing a mortician it's great uh did you, so perfect did you did you remind yourself matt i have not seen it now okay um anyway should we should we move on sure uh 
let's see. What should I do next? Let's 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 switch to dun, 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 uh, music. <laughs> music. Um, no, I've only got two albums on my list. Mm. Uh, the 2017 to me was a really good year for music. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great music. It's it's really refreshing to see people really pushing the boundaries again. I, I think music for a long time was kind of staled out, and I think 2015, 2016, 2017, you started to see this push again towards really creative stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really exciting. And I think 2017 was all in all a really good year for music. Um, but I've got I've got two albums on my list. The the first one I'm going to pick, which I think was just a really it, 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 almost a uh, like a summation of how cool music is in 2017, mm. um, is uh, "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar. That one, dude, that almost made my list. I got so close to making my list. Yeah, I I, I don't I, I don't I, I I kind of put it on there not because it's I think the one of the best albums of 2017. It's a really good album. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kendrick Lamar is just doing so much mm-hmm. with music, and he's so talented, and he's and he's so innovative. I mean, the amount of the 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 uh, his his creativity and his rap cadence mm-hmm. all across the album is amazing. The production of value on the entire album is amazing. Totally, it's really it's really really good. Uh, so I mean, I, yeah, yeah, and I, kinda... I also want to say as a companion to that, the music videos for every song in uh, in Damn are just unbelievable. I mean, it's um, totally. I can't remember who his director is that he always works with, um, but they're just they're so remember. incredibly well directed and they tell a story really well. And that's that's the biggest thing for me that I value in a music video is is the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I and and Kendrick Lamar, you know, his his last two albums, like every album for me listening to him gets better and better um and he also he'll always have like those those singles that just stick in your head forever um that was like for me that was um loyalty from this album yeah. uh yeah great song so good um yeah the whole i mean great it's just a, i mean it, you know and i i picked his album but i think him, him as a just as a as a person he's just been done so much for music he's on like he's 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 guested on a whole bunch of awesome stuff. Mm. I don't know. I think he's just and he's really he's just wicked smart. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. His so. I mean his lyrics his lyrics would easily be award winning poems uh, if they weren't yeah. songs. Yep. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. No, he's on there. And then uh, I don't know if you guys heard. This is just sort of more of a fun factoid. But he's doing he's producing the Black Panther soundtrack. What? I did hear that. Yep. Holy shit, that's amazing. Isn't it? That's yep. so cool. And they released the first track off of it uh, just this past Friday. Oh, dude, I got I I got to listen to that. It's a good song. Um and I and I have I've that yeah, I've got a good feeling oh, about that soundtrack. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yep. And it, yep. So I don't know. I mean, unless you want to say anything more about Kendrick Lamar, no. That's, and I mean, his 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 beats are fucking incredible, and so I that that makes me even more excited about uh, him being involved at all in the production of of the Black Panther music. Absolutely. I mean, I it just yeah, he's just uh, you know, hip hop's big. Hip hop's big in my universe, and I think he's definitely sort of the current upper upper spectrum of hip hop. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so uh, he he produced. Uh, uh, he produced the the soundtrack that was also curated with a bunch of other songs in there. 
Um, mm-hmm. Right. Ah, oh, God, that's sick. All this stuff. Yeah. I don't think he's doing the score. No. Yeah, he's not doing the score. It's, it's, it's the soundtrack. I actually... Okay, I listened to All the Stars yesterday, actually. Um, yeah, that's the one. That new that's song. Yeah, that was a good song. Yep. Okay. That's yep. awesome. Love it. Yep. Yep. Sick. Um, there you go. Moving right along. Moving right along. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw it back to comic books and talk about God Country. Ooh, God yeah. God Country. Yeah. I gotta read that. I really want to read that. Yeah, it's uh. You haven't read it? I, read I thought it you now. did. Uh-uh. So good. That's well, read it. I want to. <laughs> I was looking at that today when I was going through making my list. I was looking at. Oh yeah, God Country. I gotta yeah. read that. Yeah, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. It's, go, go ahead and talk it's about one of the best comics that I think I've read in 2017. Mm. Just because it is such a different story, like it is fantasy which i know matt doesn't really like fantasy all that much Mm -hmm. but it's more like mythical fantasy which i don't know how you feel about that yeah Yeah, it it shares it shares a common thread with american gods totally yes no i i I mean i i've i read a i was looking through a list today of like best 2017 comics and it's on there Mm -hmm. as i read the little like i read the little like kind of half review the guy put forth and i was like yeah i gotta read this this Mm. looks amazing yeah it's well worth it and beautifully illustrated i don't know (laughs) i just loved it because you know it just kind of speaks to oh when you get old that sucks and then you get a disease and that sucks even more Mm -hmm. and what if you can get this godly sword and it all goes away yeah no i totally sold sounds awesome (laughs) yeah and i and to kind of piggyback on that i think there's always um it seems like every few years a a writer artist tandem sort of emerges that they just they always work together and put put out amazing works right like Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey um were a big one for a while Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips uh continue to be a big one um yeah. Tom King and Mitch Garrids the last couple of years have really come up as as one of those powerful teams and I think that Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw I mean, they've already worked together on Buzzkill, on the Paybacks, uh, God Country, and now they're working together on Thanos. Um, I think they'll be working together for a long time. And I am just ha- having read all their works now together. Like, I, I there are few teams uh, out there that I think work so well together. Just on that, insanely, just it just clicks super well. I don't know. Yeah, that definitely helps when everybody's clicking. Yeah. And Shaw, like, the the thing is, and I love Donny Cates as a writer, but, like, Shaw's art, especially in this series, is on this crazy other level of, like, blending all of these weird Kirby mythological techniques with the crackle and the, and the weird sort of, like, textures that he uses. Yeah. But then still, like, doing this, like, awesome, like, cartoony, also, almost like Sean Murphy style in some ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I love it. You're, it's a good pick. It, it almost made mine... Um, but yeah, God Country is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, my uh, the next one on my list is X Men Grand Design. Barely snuck in there right at the end of the year. Hot damn! Uh, X Men Grand. Um, Des- oh, go ahead. So I've been I. It's been sold out at the comic book store, dude. And I want a hard copy. I don't want a digital. So I haven't read it yet. So. I honestly, you might be rewarded by waiting for the trade because he is putting some 
fucking work into designing the trade for uh for grand design he's also uh he's reproducing and recoloring the entire issue of x-men number one by stanley and jack kirby um no way wow yeah he's for the trade for the trade yeah he's putting it in the back of the trade oh yep i'm waiting yeah recoloring (laughs) it himself like this is like the first time that we'll ever be able to see like jack kirby's art done with modern technology that's so cool it's amazing so cool Um, i'm actually Go ahead. I, I am I am beyond hyped on that. I can't wait to read it. It's amazing, um, and I'll and I'll talk about it in a sec. But I also I I have to tell you guys like how excited I am. So I I've been talking to to Ed Pisker, the cartoonist behind Grand Design. I've been talking to him for a little bit, trying to get him on the show, um, for us to talk to him. And then an opportunity came up to uh, do a feature on X Men Grand Design in um, Panel by Panel, the comics magazine that we've talked about on the show before. Um, uh huh. And so tomorrow I'm I'm interviewing him for panel by panel, and then we'll probably later in the in the um, year toward the summer when the second volume of Grand Designs coming out, we're probably going to talk to him here on the show. Um, but I I cannot tell you guys how stoked I've been like just researching and and putting together these questions for Ed Pisker because like just diving into how he does his work and you know I mean all of his other stuff like with Hip Hop Family Tree, um, with um, shit I for whatever. Fuck, I can't remember the the name of the comic that he's um done about the hackers and stuff. Anyway, his work's just incredible. Um and so I I like I've been giddy putting together these pages and pages of questions to ask him for this magazine. Uh anyway though, back to Grand Design. Uh it is it is like it's so rare in any medium that you can get a a story uh, or or a presentation that is 100% the product of that creator's um, mind. And right. X-Men Grand Design, especially when it's coming from a big two company, right? When it's coming from Marvel or DC, there's just so much interference that usually is involved. Um, and with, with Grand Design, the cool thing about Grand Design is, A, this was started because Ed Pisker just threw up a little sketch that he had done, like an X-Men sketch. I can't remember what it was. And he just said, Marvel should reach out to me and let me do whatever the hell I want with an X-Men comic. And then they did. Mm-hmm. They reached out and they That's were like, so cool. hey, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. And so he he did the, the writing, the pencils, the inks, the colors, the actual design for the book. Not only the single issues, but also the trades. I mean, there's so much effort put into this book. Like they even... they newsprint paper is not available to print at with Marvel anymore. And so what Ed Pisker did is he found the grittiest white paper that they had available and then used a texture of newsprint almost as a coloring device and basically colored in newsprint on this white paper uh, so that it would look the same as old like newsprint comic books would. Oh, cool. Hmm. There's so much effort. And then also he'll use, he'll actually take away that texture for areas where there's like an energy burst. And so it's this like pure white energy burst uh, on like random panels with like Magneto and stuff, but it's set against like the peach newsprint color. And so it looks like it just pops even more. Um, It's just, I mean, there's just so much effort here. He hand letters every page. He's coloring everything himself. Like there's so many panels in here that are direct homages to like Kirby or John Byrne. Um, and the, the best part about it is the effort that it's taken him to streamline the X-Men continuity, uh, and make everything make sense. And, and even Chris Claremont, like told him they had a big, long sit down, uh, that you can go on to, I think, Pace Magazine and read. Um, but Chris Claremont told him, he's like, no, dude, like 
make changes, please. Like he's like, I wrote most of that stuff and half of it doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's great for me because I've never been an X-Men reader. Like I've always wanted to, but it's such a huge timeline that I've just never wanted to try and break in. Uh, Oh, it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult to break into X-Men. It's so hard. But this dude within, you know, he's, this will be a total of, um, uh, six issues, uh, which will be collected in three trades. Um, they're all oversized issues, but, uh, it, it, it sums up basically all of the X-Men's history up until like the end of the Claremont, uh, era, you know, like right toward when Lee and Liefeld and those people sort of took over, but you're still doing a little bit of that. Um, Uh uh-huh. It's just, it's such a great way to read this book. And I, I cannot applaud enough how much effort Ed Pisker has put into this thing. Um, it's beautiful. No, I, 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 I'm super excited. And honestly, I hope that more people, I, I hope that this sets the trend mm. forward with comic books. Um, because, I, I, you know, I love going down and reading the X-Men stuff. I've been reading, I mean, I've read so much X-Men. And I'd, honestly, I'd much rather just have like six issues six like you know three trays six issues whatever just to go through and read my x-men yeah because then it's like you're caught up and you can now read anything after that you know well it's not even that it's like i just want to read that story again i like that story Mm. but i don't want to read 40 years of comic books (laughs) i just want to yeah you know yeah totally i want the sum i want the i want the like really well done summary so yeah and um and and it's kind of in the same vein as uh the uh the like the the daredevil yellow spider-man red spider-man blue yeah, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Gray, um, Captain America White. Yep, that just those are just amazing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I also hope the other thing that I hope comes from this is that Marvel and DC start reaching out more to the uh, independent cartoonist world. You know, like obviously it would be pretty fucking hard for them to get someone like Dan Klaus to do something for them. But like any of these cartoonists out there that are doing these incredible works, I mean, like just bring them in to do something and actually let them do their thing because their biggest objection has always been we want to be able to do the thing we want and not worry about what you're going to tell us to like change or modify. Um, exactly. So I, I hope that more of these people get reached out to because it's such a, a breath of fresh air getting one of these voices in, in this mainstream universe. Yep. I agree. Uh, what's next? Uh, next up is a, uh, a film I really enjoyed for uh-huh. 2017. A film, a film, a celluloid film. Uh-huh. Uh, it, Ooh. Oh, that's oh. on mine too. Yeah. What, wait, what was it though? <laughs> it. Uh, you can see what I was doing there. Yeah. I saw it. I got yep, it. Yeah. Yep, I got it. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than like it's. Yeah. It was just it, amazing. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, the chemistry on. I just watched it recently, like within the past week. I watched it again. And, yeah, I did too. And like the chemistry with the kids is just wonderful. The whole thing's just great. It Scar-scar it just is, worked so well. It worked. That's exactly it. They, it, you know, and it was really nice to see one of my all time favorite books be put into something on screen that I was, could really get into. Mm. Um, that wasn't, you know, butchering the source material, right? Like they took it and actually successfully adapted it to film yes. and made it work. Yes, and. Uh, Skarsgård's performance as Pennywise is one of the greatest things on screen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie. It definitely didn't uh, make any list for me, but um, but that it, it was a fun movie for sure. No, I, I mean that's I don't, I'm not going to dive in too deep about it. No. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What's next, Rach? 
Do you, well, unless you have any other thing to chime in on it. Uh, no, I I feel the same way. Like yeah, it's just, just fucking great. It's awesome. Yeah, just totally. Everybody watch it. Yeah, happy about it. <laughs> um, I do have another movie, and it is one that Jason mentioned that he took off his list. Oh, and that's Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner was pretty close on mine. I would. I th- it's one that I thought we would all three have. Oh, okay. I, oh shit. I was. Cl- I didn't put it. I have a little short runners up list. I didn't put it there either. But yeah, it was. It was almost there for me. I need to watch it again. That's the thing for me. I got to watch it again. In a comfortable setting. <laughs> yeah, because I watched it again and it. I liked it better being on my couch sure. all cozy you know yeah. i could pause it because yeah. it is really long, it's long but and slow i i would say blade runner has probably some of my favorite cinematography from 2017 absolutely oh, yeah and i think like definitely stunning roger deacon's effect on on modern cinema cannot be underplayed i mean like one of the biggest reasons that the new james bond films have been so successful has been because of roger deacon's he is I think, without a doubt, the best cinematographer in the world right now. Um, yeah, and the, yeah, I mean, the dude's been working for fucking ever. Like he did Fargo. He did like he's done all of the Coen Brothers movies, basically. Huh. Yeah, yeah. He's been working for fucking ever. Um, yeah, Blade, Blade Runner. I agree. It was fantastic, uh, and and so just kind of revolutionary. And it's it's so rare that a, a big movie like that, a big blockbuster, can be so full of thought and and can slow down to really tell its story which i think also hurt it uh box office wise but yeah uh yeah i wish it had been more successful i I think i think that movie's i think that movie's gonna be gonna have longevity far beyond what it yeah just like right now being successful would factor into it what am i trying to say <laughs> that movie's got it's, that movie's got legs yeah i, I think yeah. it's uh, almost yeah. in the yeah. same uh funny way as the original blade runner did i think it's going to live on far better than it uh than it did at the box yeah. office yeah yeah yes. definitely yes yeah that was that was a great movie and fantastic performances all around and and just visually stunning the sound design was also incredible in that movie um like really, that yeah, that's the, the thing. sound was awesome. Oh, it's incredible! The look, oh, everything about it was just totally so yeah. good. The reason the reason it's not on my list right now is because I, when I remember walking out of the theater, just like what the fuck, yeah, was that? Oh, I was beyond excited. I think I have more of a emotional mm. attachment to Blade Runner sure. because I watched it pretty much every day with my dad. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have that attachment, and you know, Rachel spelled the same. You know, it's his favorite movie, yeah. so I have this personal attachment, and yeah. just seeing it again, just like I was, like probably the only giddy person in that theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I. I really. I. I. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it was it was an incredible movie. You know, beautiful looking, beautiful sounding, beautifully acted, uh, and and I think very well written. Um, unfortunately, not a very mainstream movie, but fuck them. No, <laughs> exactly. It, it'll be a cult classic. Totally, it's it's a great one to have in the Blu-ray collection. There you go. Um, cool. What's uh? Is it? Oh wait, am I next? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Wonder Woman made the list for me. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, as 
as a yeah, I didn't even think of that one. Damn it! <laughs> I know those those early, and that's why, like, when I was making my list, I had to start going back to like the earlier parts of the year. There's another one that that went way back on the year. Um, well, Get Out is February. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get Out was early, but but Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman for me, like, especially as a DC fan, it was so nice to see a movie that actually explored the mythology of the DC universe that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because prior, all yeah. we had really had was the Nolan movies, the Burton movies, and and the um. Donner movies, uh, right? And all of those were very self-contained and very within themselves. But Wonder Woman was the first DC movie to really start exploring the mythology and doing it well. Um, sure. And I mean, just uh, Patty Jenkins directing, and and it was about time. I mean, she had done one one theatrical released movie prior, and it was fantastic. If you guys ever saw Monster, um, yes, it was so very- good very good film and that movie was released back in like 2003 and this entire like you know she's been directing like emmy award-winning shows like yeah why hasn't Pat, you know it was like why did it take you know 13 years for patty jenkins to get another feature film uh beyond me but the the fact that she find you know that, that it was a female director with a female lead uh the action was just stunning in that movie uh, another movie that i think was beautifully lit the third act you know falls apart a little bit in the, in that territory where the cg starts coming in but uh, yeah, but I I just loved it, and the characters were just amazing. I mean, Gal Gadot is incredibly charming. Uh, Chris Pine as well. Um, I I and I for me the biggest thing here is I think that they also made a better Captain America movie than the original Captain America. Um, if I were to line those yeah. two up together and f- choose which one that I wanted to watch because they're they are essentially the same story, I would ten times out of ten watch Wonder Woman over Captain America, at least the first one. Um. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that first Captain America, I it's rough. I cannot watch it. It's rough. Yeah. Um. And I just I I think that hopefully going forward, this is like the the foundation and the the kind of cornerstone of the DCU that they really choose to build from. Because uh, thus far they have not made another one that can be that solid. Despite liking Justice League personally, there's it doesn't hold a candle to Wonder Woman. Um, sure. And so I, I hope that this is sort of their beacon in the future to build off of. Um, and I just loved it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What you got, Matt? Uh, I'm going to jump back to comics. One of my favorite comics that was released this year was Charles Soule's Curse Words. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Yep. Uh, Ryan Brown, man. God, I love that guy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. <laughs> uh, but Curse Words, just... just uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I when it, maybe it was partly like due to when I picked it up, but it was just kind of like feeling a lull and just kind of like, eh, I don't know, comics, yeah. <laughs> and it's so fun and fresh and vibrant and different, and uh, it's just uh, absolutely wonderful. And fun. And t- exactly. Mm. Uh, and just uh, a nice offset from a lot of the other stuff that I read that's a little more dour. Mm. Uh, so, yep, thoroughly loved it. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, well, it's good. not on my list, but... No, I, as we're talking about this stuff, other stuff's popping into my head, and I'm just adding it to my runners-up list. Mm. Yeah, there's. So. I, I have a lot of runners-up <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Curse Words, it, it, it is very fun, and I enjoy it. And Charles Soule, I think, is uh, somebody who I cannot figure out how he has enough time in the day to do all the things he does. 
He right? Crazy. Like he's also releasing a novel. Yeah. So yeah. he's here's the thing. He he has a private law f- like a law practice. He's a practicing lawyer, actively practicing lawyer. He has a band yeah. that does regular performances, and I think is putting out an album. He has a, a a novel coming out. Meanwhile, he's writing like six comics. What the fuck? <laughs> like I yeah I, I I can't fathom how he does it. And and he has like a family, doesn't he? Probably. Probably, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if he has a family or not. I have no not. idea if I'm he does. <laughs> yeah. With all that time, I would I would be goddamn shocked and, and still even more impressed. I mean, maybe he just has figured out the answer <laughs> to not ever needing sleep. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. I, maybe he's a wizard. <laughs> tell you one thing. He's, not, he's definitely not Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Don't even, don't even worry about it. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Charles Soule, uh just doing great stuff with those, especially with this, all, all the stuff he did in the Star Wars books as well. Totally. Yeah. And so, curse words. Yep. Curse words. I think well deserving of a spot there. Yep. What do you got, Rich? Uh, hang on. Rachel's looking up uh, her next item on that's the a, list. That's why I was just staying silent. I was like, well, we can just truncate that silence if we need to. That's nah, okay. I was, yeah, I was, I'll, yeah, fill, okay. I'll fill it up here. Well, because I'm like, oh, like you said, like. Do I, do I want this on there? I, I'm pretty sure I do. And Just, yeah. Black Monday Murders. Mm, that's on my list. That <laughs> is on <laughs> my list. Oh, oh! I win! Wow. I had to double check and make sure I kept it because it almost <laughs> came off my list, but it stayed on there. I know. I was just kind of sitting here looking at it like, oh, do I want to keep it? No, I definitely want to keep it. I, I almost didn't put it on mine also, but I was like, you know, th- that book was such a... That book was so... I don't know. Incredible. I have to leave yeah, it in there. It, Even if I liked some other stuff more. Yes. That book just fucking holy shit. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I loved it so much. Like it's all the things that I love and especially being Jonathan Hickman, which is he's a difficult person. I know. <laughs> but it just like I read it so quick and it flowed and I had no issues. It's so good. It like. Yeah, it feels like once every few years, Jonathan Hickman whips his dick out and throws it on the counter just to remind people <laughs> what he can do when he really wants I to. Know. I, it's I, yeah, totally. And it's like and yeah. the, it's it's got it's got some of the best layout design, like page design I've ever seen in the book. Yeah, and and that oh yeah, and it's also like to his credit, and this this is kind of an in the weeds thing, but so he, Tom Coker is the illustrator on this book, right? And yeah. every issue is, you know, some of them are shorter, some are longer, but a lot of these issues are like 60 pages. Uh, oh, yeah. And for, for an artist, you know, especially an artist of Tom Coker's caliber, who is, is an absolutely incredible illustrator, that is a lot of pages to try and, to try and do. And so what Hickman did, which is, which is um, like kind of genius in a way, I mean, he comes from a design background. He's always heavily designed his books and illustrated some, uh, is he basically goes, okay, how can I turn this 40, 50, 60 pages into a 20 to 30 pages for my artist to illustrate. So he starts right. integrating these infographics, these, you know, like prose pages, you know, documents that are going through this and that, like conversation, stuff like that. And it's, it is, like you said, it's brilliant and it's beautifully designed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, it is. It's, it's, I mean, I would, I would say pick that up just to look at it. Look at it. Yeah. God, it's and so I, good. When I, and when I was reading it too, like there, if you look at my trade, there are like seven or eight pages that I have like dog-eared because they have like oh. the graphs and and uh, I hate you so much charts. You, oh, 
You guys don't like dog ear? Do- oh, fuck you guys. No. no, 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 no. Dude, no. no. Dude, never. Absolutely no. Never dog ear. Fuck off. And never put your book. Never put your books down, face down. Yeah, no. no. I, I, I think, I think books. Crack that spine, I'll kill you. No, books, books should be (laughs) books and comic books. Both should be appreciated and and used to their death rather than like preserved. I mean, like fucking read it in the bathtub, give it to all your friends, throw it around. Like I I want that thing to be worn out by the time I put it back on the shelf. No, absolutely. I buy those little magnet bookmarks that you just Mm, like clip mm -mm. over your page. Oh man, I, I even actually some of my comic books, I even go through with like <laughs> highlighter and shit like that ew yep. uh, ew nope appreciate him monster appreciate him dissect him hey, hey i come on man i'm appreciating him i appreciate him differently though yeah i i just think i think that that we 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 preserve stuff too much and we gotta we gotta really let it breathe um no i i i i, I mostly agree with you no what when you dog earring it's more about uh uh novels i don't like novels being yeah i don't mind that either i don't either i don't mind that at all i i I go through novels with highlighter and shit too i i yeah (laughs) i destroy my books but but out of love that's funny uh, no i appreciate that no jenna can i have a ongoing feud about that because she likes to highlight and dog ear everything boom i love jenica just won points in my book um yeah uh anyway i enough can't be said about how well this book is put together and the fact that that Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker are working together so well on it, especially considering how much, you know, Hickman is sort of like doing there where I could see an artist feeling like it's sort of interference or whatever, but it seems like they have a great process where Tom Coker is allowed to do his very best things and not have to worry about the stuff that would be more boring and time consuming. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's, and I, I love that it's like this weird, like melding of like horror and supernatural stuff, but like with conspiracy and like political thriller type stuff. Um, yeah. It all meshes together so good. Yeah. And like the, the just like super dark and inky type artwork just fuses with it so well. I don't know. I, 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 I goddamn love that book. Nope. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Everything about it yeah. is just. Yeah. perfect it's also yep. a book that it's also a comic i think that's great for people who normally read novels you know what i mean like for people who who don't necessarily read comics yeah. and might have a certain opinion of what they are that's a great one to put in someone's hand if they if they're a more like literary person who who feels like comics are beneath them or something yep yeah definitely agree yeah i mean i mean i, I honestly i put it on my list because i would say it's one of the best comics to come out this year period yep. if not the best comic to come out this year it's uh, cer- yeah it's certainly i think one of the one of the top ones yeah cool um what's next nice we we had one what yeah you got, we got one. Oh, was it me again um yep yep my next one is logan james mangold's logan uh that movie for me was and it, it's continuing in the trend of what fox has been doing with their superhero properties it's just incredible they they gave james mangold the freedom to tell the story he wanted um he brought in talented people like uh, like michael green um and some other writers to really flesh it out with him uh and really allow wolverine to be the the most i think the the most faithful and aspirational realization of that character um that was possible um I think between Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green, they put together such an amazing story that didn't hold itself so beholden to, you know, like people were talking about how this was based on Old Man Logan or whatever. But really, I think this story had the the feel, the aesthetic feel of Old Man Logan, but honestly was way more based on the like Craig Kyle X-23 stories. Um, 
but I just I just loved how personal this movie was. Um, it wasn't trying to be in it for the the giant you know fight spectacle with with you know crazy faceless armies or whatever. And it was just focused yeah. on characters. It was self-contained. It wasn't worrying about continuity. Um, and and it gave you know Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I think, the send off that uh, he absolutely earned and deserved. And I, I, it's a damn near perfect movie in my mind. Yeah, I I agree. It's also on my list. Yeah, and it's on there because I'm not a Wolverine fan at all, mm. and I loved this movie so much i actually watched it the other day too mm. and it's still just it's, it's such an emotional movie totally that you don't see in a superhero movie like you said it's not based on you know the huge fight scenes and cg and all that it's it's basically just emotion yeah and I think that's what I loved about it the most. Absolutely. And uh, I think, and Rachel, did we, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we see the um, black and chrome uh, Mad Max Fury Road together or did we not? I I think we did because we went and saw it at like two in the morning or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was ridiculous. It was. Uh, and I just, just to kind of piggyback on on that same thing, you know, I, I, I love it when some of these movies that really deserve it get a black and white re-release um and logan yeah. did that and and i loved seeing that in theaters i mean it was just like it, it's gorgeous in black and white the way at least the way they did it sort of the high contrast um and it fits with that western western aesthetic of the movie um and they actually included that on the blu-ray uh release of the movie so if you get the blu-ray um the the black and white version is is super worth watching um but yeah just just yes. a great film what's uh what you got next matt um you know, I don't. I don't have any superhero stuff on my top ten. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. Damn, look at this uh, highbrow, Matt. I know. I'm not trying to go highbrow, <laughs> but uh, I intentionally didn't choose it. And I, Logan would not have made my list, but uh, there are some on the runners up. But I just well, we'll get into it with my uh, yeah. resol- my, my, with my New Year's resolutions. Um, okay. Next on my list is the one television show I put on it. Oh wow! My list. I've got one whole television show. It, it might be the one that I have. It's definitely not. It's not. I don't. It, I'd be fucking surprised if it is. Okay. Mm. Um, because I was trying to think back, and there's been some great TV, and I'm sure which, what when you're going to say which is one the one you're thinking of. I'm sure I'll chime in and agree, mm-hmm. but I just I I've. I've, and this is gonna. This is also going to be something I'm going to wrap up in with my uh, with my uh, resolutions. But I'm just kind of, kind of. I don't know. TV is just. You know, I'm having a hard time with it. So, my one television program from 2017 I added to my list was Planet Earth Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not I what I have. Fucking, of course no. it is. Okay. Um, uh, with a with a uh, slash Blue Planet Two. Hmm. Because uh, I kind of put them both in the same world, both narrated by David Attenborough, both just uh, BBC, BBC's Natural History uh, production unit at its very best. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I don't really need to say much about that other than like it's some of it's they continue to push the boundaries of nature filmmaking, hmm. um, and it's and stunning, absolutely stunning what they capture in these films in these uh, shows. Hmm. I I, yep. I need to watch it. Like that's that's a show I need to just 
light up a light up a little little pipe or something and just sit back and watch. That's what it's. Yep, that's what you do. <laughs> and Planet Earth Two is currently on Netflix, so you can you can you can you can Ooh, get the whole the whole experience. Thing there. Yep. They just give me anxiety. Sit down with some Cheetos yeah, and just. I, I, I get so worried <laughs> about all the creatures. There's some intense stuff in this yeah. one too. It's fucking amazing. So. Anyway, I don't know. David Attenborough is one of my personal life heroes, mm. um, and it's and that the guy's getting old. Yeah, uh, so it's really nice to see. Hell yeah! To see that to see uh, he's still doing it, and it's still just as it's 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 changes the game every time one of these BBC shows comes out. So there it is. Love it. That's my favorite television program of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What you got, Rich? All right. My favorite TV show, and I'm sure Matt will chime in here, is American Gods. Yep. Yeah, that was the American Gods, Preacher, and uh, Black Mirror were on my list. Mm. It, my I, I, I did have one other TV show that was my honorable mention, okay. which was Legion. Oh, I petered out on Legion. You did? I did. Okay. Well, I so I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I didn't think that I would, but I did enjoy and, Legion and, quite a bit. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about Legion in a second cuz it is actually on my list, but uh go ahead and okay, cool. go ahead and talk about. It. Yeah. Uh American Gods. Yeah. The, man. I know. <laughs> it's stunning. It's Yes. All the above. I, I know. It, it's another one that's like it that's like I don't know what else to say about it, yeah. but it's so well done yep. and beautiful and awesome and uh, yeah, guess totally. guess who got american gods on blu-ray last week Did you? this guy you? yeah because i got i got two copies of logan so i exchanged one of them for american gods oh nice cool. Did you, have you watched it yet i haven't watched it yet i, I actually i watched the okay. pilot and the pilot was super interesting yeah uh yeah that, I'm, I, I'm so excited for that show moving forward i don't know how excited i am because Jillian Anderson's left, because Brian Fuller left, and Kristen Chenoweth doesn't know if she's going to return. Yeah, I didn't. Jillian Anderson left the show. Yeah, she's left the show. Huh. I think though. I think. Uh, I think Michael Green can do a, a great job with the show. I mean, he's got he's got a great track record. I mean, this this year alone, Michael Green wrote Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. He also co wrote Logan. Um, he co-wrote Alien Covenant, uh, or at least wrote the original screenplay for Alien Covenant. I know there was a lot of changes afterward, but, um, and a couple of other things. I mean, he's, I, I think he's a competent writer that, that can do a great job with, with some stuff, but. I, I don't doubt that it will most likely be good. It's just because I loved the first season so much and what they did with it. And I love Gillian Anderson as media. Like, I just... That it makes me sad and a little discouraged that that's not going to be part of it anymore. Hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, that does. Yeah, and I mean, from what I've seen of of media, that is a big part of the show. Um, yeah, but I do love I do love that Crispin Glover plays Mister World. I like that a lot. Oh, I, my love for Crispin Glover is unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I love everything about Crispin Glover. And I also, from what I've seen, I've I've fucking loved Ian McShane. Uh, 
And I also I was oh, I was so good. I was listening to an interview with Michael Green, and he was talking about how when they emailed, because uh, originally they were going to cast Ian McShane in another part that was like really like kind of a short part, um, and Ian McShane was like, "No, I want to be involved more heavily." And so then, like, they very very quickly like started emailing Neil Gaiman and, and emailing the producers and stuff, and trying to put together a deal for for uh, Ian McShane to play Mister Wednesday. And when when he emailed Neil Gaiman, he was like, hey, what do you think of Ian McShane playing Mr. Wednesday? I know this and that, whatever. And then Neil Gaiman's response was just, yes, that's great. He's real bastardy. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is. Awesome. He's perfect. He's so good. Perfect. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I think you'll like it. Sick. Um, yep. And then uh, tying into to what Rachel was talking about, my one of my shows on the list, uh, I can't remember if it's my only show or not. Um but anyway, uh, is Legion. I, I've really, really loved Legion. Um, when it was first coming out, I kind of petered out on it too because I think it's a hard show to watch week to week. I think it's absolutely yeah. a binging type show. Um, yeah, I, I agree because I also petered out yeah. like around the fifth episode or so. Mm-hmm. And then once it was all done, then I was like, oh, well, I have nothing else to watch. So yeah. I'll watch this. And it just... Uh, it was really good. Yeah, and I, I was kind of the same. Like the fifth episode was about where I where I petered out. Um, but I will say, episode six comes back really, really strong. Um, first off, it's directed by Hiro Murai. Uh, you might not know his name, but Hiro Murai is the go-to director of Earl Sweatshirt, Childish Gambino, Flying Lotus, uh, all these other people. Like he he directs music videos a ton, and he also directed seven episodes of Atlanta, which was one of my runners up this year. Um, crazy talented director uh and episode six of legion was was just fantastic i think he he really brought something unique to um the directing of that episode uh which is rare for tv because usually you know tv shows have their sort of vision and stuff and and the ad's are are running the show more than the director is but um yeah i think the show really picked up there and i think it finished strong uh but yeah one of my favorite shows ever and one of my favorite shows of this year maybe ever um but I also just really loved what a weird direction that Noah Hawley took it in. He's he's proven that he is the type of showrunner uh, who can take an existing idea like Fargo or like Legion and really just bring out different and weird stuff in it and flex it to, to areas that are so new but in no way uh, disregard what the source material is and, and in any way strengthen it. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I just it, and it and it looks so beautiful. I mean, there's like the one scene at the end of the first episode that's a little rough with CG and stuff, but outside of that, it is just a. I think just a so such a great like well put together show. Um, and Dan Stevens and Aubrey Plaza are amazing. So I love it. Yeah, I I agree. And it's on there because after I watched the first episode, I was like, nope. Yep. I'm I'm not going to get into this. And then I did give it another shot, and. I I loved it because it's unlike anything you've seen. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, what's next? Uh, uh, I'm gonna jump back to another movie. My, this is my final movie of the. Uh, that's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, one movie of 2017 that I just absolutely fell in love with was War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Nice. That is a uh, great one. It's a great movie. It's a great trilogy capper. Mm-hmm. Um, to arguably the a, best blockbuster trilogy of this decade. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. I would agree. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Some of the best CG I've ever seen in a film, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wonderful, through and through. Uh, Andy Serkis as Caesar is just something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, like apes. and apes are good i like apes uh just nah just great so much heart and it's just a i don't know sort of like a lesson plan and how to make a good movie (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yes absolutely uh absolutely uh, how to make it how how to make a good summer blockbuster and um and 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 not just have it just weighed down by I don't know its own gravitas or something. Totally, and and I think to piggyback on that, I think that Matt Reeves, uh, him being the choice for the new Batman movie, whatever direction that goes in, whether or not Ben Affleck's involved, doesn't matter. Him being the choice for the next Batman movie, I think is mm-hmm. is one of the best choices they could have possibly made because he obviously is a director who really puts in time to make things that he directs really just just reach their full potential. I wholeheartedly agree. So I'm 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 excited for him kind of being one of the best directors in that realm of cinema. Yep, totally. Sick. Uh anyway, yeah, that's that's all I got for Planet of the Apes. Nice, love it. Um My list is done. Oh You're wow, done. Rich is done. Uh yeah, there's only ten. I've got oh and we've yeah, we had some duplicates. Yeah, we had some duplicates. There. Yeah. Um I've got I have, I've got two have, more on mine. I also have two more. Sick. Unless you want me to do some honorable mentions. I think so. Actually, well, I'm kind of thinking maybe we split this episode and the next one be a little shorter, but then for the next episode, we can just do our honorable mentions and resolutions. Well, I'm almost done here. Let's just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, we could finish our list and, but then, like, do a second, like, half hour episode of, anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever you guys want. Um, my next. As long as we're done by five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, keep going. Just, just. Next item Rod Rice. Yeah. Uh, he is, uh, one of these, let's see, one of two just individual people that I have on this list. Um, Rod Rice illustrated uh, Secret Empire, or a lot of Secret Empire. Um, he illustrated Hadrian's Wall, and he uh, was just announced a couple weeks ago. He and Donny Cates, and I can't remember which other artist, um, are working together on Doctor Strange Damnation. Uh, but I, I absolutely love uh, Rod Rice's art. It is like this weird awesome fusion of the styles of people like bill sinkevich and um dave mckean but it also has like this phil noto feel to it uh and it's i don't know it's just incredible oh he's working with uh it's nick spencer and donny cates with rod rice being the artist um but dr strange damnation looks just incredible and it is rod rice absolutely finally let free because you see in in like cowl and in hadrian's wall and even in secret empire He's got so much just incredible stuff that he can do with his art. He's, you know, he's like this amazingly talented multimedia artist that uses so many different tools. Um, and so looking at just the previews for Doctor Strange Damnation, there's, it, it's, he, he's just, he looks unleashed. Like there's all this crazy stuff apparently happening with like Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange and all this mystical Marvel Universe stuff. Um, but I, I, I cannot get enough of, of his artwork. Um, anytime that he's announced on a book, uh, I just, I just can't resist. Um, but yeah, Rod, Rod Rice, I think is hopefully going to find Cause he's been a, such an unsung, uh, person in comics for a while. Um, started out as a colorist and has kind of had this adventure to being just such a, a crazy, awesome talent, uh, in illustration. Um, but I, I hope that this is the year where people finally 
you know, really call attention to Rod Rice and 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 realize just how fucking amazing his stuff is. Um, nice. But yeah, loved it. Um, loved it. Loved it. Oh, and he was also one of the amazing All Star uh, artists that they brought in for Guardians of the Galaxy, along with Greg Smallwood and um, Fraser Irving and uh, shit. What's his name? Aaron Cooter. Um, like they they had an awesome lineup of artists on Jerry Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's super worth checking out. But anyway, Rod Rice just awesome. Cool. And hopefully he'll be on the show soon. Finally, we've been trying to figure out scheduling for a while. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My next one is uh, the second album on my list, which this is my opinion, my favorite album of 2017. Mm. It is uh, King King Cruel. The album is called The O's. Ooze. The Ooze. The O's. I don't know. One <laughs> <laughs> two. King Cruel. I actually don't even know this album. Yeah, so King Cruel, this album came out a couple, I think it came out in November, mm. um, and it is this weird amalgam of like kind of down-tempo, um, I don't even know, man, it's so weird, with like some like surf rock huh. going on, and some, huh. it's a very bizarre album, and he's this young kid from England, and he's got this like drippingly thick accent, hmm. Um and he he's kind of he does that kind of like he croons a little bit like uh like uh like Nick Cave or like uh, somebody else I can't think of right now but anyway he's just it's an incredible album yeah dude he's um, he's fucking younger than me he's like a year younger than I am god damn yeah he's super he's super young and he's crazy talented yeah according to wikipedia uh, his music blends elements of punk jazz with hip hop dark wave and trip hop yeah uh, absolutely it's very i'm very fuck. intrigued it's an awesome album you should check it out it's really fucking cool huh and so i that's definitely the best album of my favorite album of 2017 damn and there's uh, like i said before there's a lot of great albums that came out and this one stands head and shoulders above the rest huh um, yeah i'm definitely so, checking anyway. that shit out king cruel fuck yeah. the ooze dope uh, my last, my last item for my my list, and and this one, forgive me if I go a little lengthy. I just want to hit a few points here because it's a, a a very umbrella item, um, but I'll try and go through it quick. My last item is DC Comics. I uh, I think that DC. Oh God. I know. Oh, dear God. I know. <laughs> and I, I'm 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 gonna get through it. And I, and I do specifically mean DC Comics rather than DC Entertainment. Um, no, I'm I'm, I'm tracking you. I. Uh, they just I think they had an amazing year picking up on the momentum that they established with Rebirth uh, and really doing interesting things. Um, first off, in my opinion, the best series of the year in, in mainstream comics was Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch, Mitch Garrods. Uh, they they are working with no restrictions on this book, kind of like what I was, I've been talking about on some of these other books. This is two people on a mainstream character homaging Jack Kirby and and working with this other framework that is otherworldly and weird and and picks up on a lot of the um thematic elements of the vision from Tom King and I think honestly mm-hmm. this is a better overall series than the vision which is hard to top um and and Ooh. Mitch Garrett's I mean his his art is is unbelievable like seeing what he did with Sheriff of Babylon which was really good jumping over to this it it is it's it's not even close to the same type of thing. The way that he can really stretch what is is acceptable on the page and like what you love, and the fact that like the way that they play with the nine panel grid and his coloring, he colors everything himself. I mean, he does everything on the artistic end. Um, I love that book. 
Uh, also, Young Animal was was really in its stride this year. Um, Gerard Way basically editing five books, you know, or sort of not even editing, but like curating and and, and being the creative director of this line of books, this little sort of niche thing, bringing back Doom Patrol, bringing back Shade, establishing Mother Panic, um, you know, bringing back the Forager and and Cave Carson, all this stuff like just just Young Animal is such a collection of weird voices from all over geek culture and music and and art like it's incredible uh dc metal was sky or scott snyder and greg capullo coming back to do like a crazy batman rock opera that deals with like this grant morrison weird multiverse that is established within the nightmares of batman that then come to reality to haunt him it's fucking bananas uh tom king's batman where his goal is to try and make batman happy while everything in the universe obviously is is fighting against it to try and make sure Batman does not stay happy, and it's it's weirdly a unique take on Batman, which is rare. Um, Otto Schmidt, one of my favorite artists out there, has been working on Green Arrow and has this sleek and sexy style. Warren Ellis coming back to do what Warren Ellis does and curate the Wildstorm universe at his most Warren Ellis-y. Um, Reestablishing Vertigo with editor Mark Doyle to make Vertigo great again and, and make it the Vertigo that established Preacher and Sandman and all of that other stuff to sort of bring back a new era of that. Um, and then finally, Jamie Rich, who I think is one of the best editors in comics right now. Hopefully he becomes editor-in-chief of DC one day. Um, all of the comics that he's he's been editing, like Mr. Miracle and Doom Patrol and almost all the Young Animal stuff, I think he is a, a huge unsung hero, but... All in all, DC has just been, I think, knocking it out of the park this entire year. Sorry to ramble. Yeah, nice. No, no, no. <laughs> get it. And that is that is uh, the last of my list. Nice. Um, the final one on my list. I actually have a. I had a change of heart. <laughs> oh, change up. Um, yeah, you know what? There, one was a runner-up, and one was on my list, and I'm I'm switching them. Coming in at number one. Uh, c- nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, um uh, uh MCU. Oh. It's going to be my my final item on my list. Interesting. Uh MCU was in my runner up, specifically with Thor Ragnarok, but the more I'm thinking about it, the more that I feel like this was a really good year for the MCU. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was amazing. We got my boy Spidey back in town. Mm. And Spider-Man Homecoming was awesome, and Thor Ragnarok was just a home run. Mm. So, there you go. Like those movies. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. I the the MCU uh, is 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 looking really good right now. It's looking really good right now. Uh, and part of what part of why I'm adding it onto my best of is because I felt like the the previous year, especially with Doctor Strange, the MCU is looking a little rough. Mm. Yeah. Um. And so. Uh, this definitely brought a lot of more excitement back into it. Yeah, and I think 2018 I, is also going to be a great they year. Were, for... They were doing a lot more different things. You can like tell with that they're Thor out again, and yeah. Guardians. Um, I mean, Guardians was a fun, wacky, wild adventure. Then Spider- so Spider-Man was Thor, was a, like a, a solid actual Spider-Man movie. Yeah, even yeah. though I didn't enjoy it <laughs> completely, it was still a good Spider-Man yeah. movie. Yeah, and Michael Keaton was amazing. Oh yeah, uh, and Thor Ragnarok was something to behold. So yeah, 
There you go. I, I hear you there. I, the MCU had a solid year. I, I also wanted to mention, I forgot to mention in the DC Comics thing, Sean Murphy, one of my other favorite things, just him doing Batman White Knight and DC stepping away from continuity just also makes it up there for me. Um, but <laughs> okay. anyway, yeah, but no, the, the MCU, like, I, I think they were killing it this year. Like, Ragnarok, you know, didn't come close to my top 10 list, but I did really like it. Spider-Man Homecoming was amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. still really good. And so... Right, and I, 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 any of those three movies I wouldn't put on my top ten list, but MCU no. as a whole, I feel like they're, yeah. they're, they're making broad the, the 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 broad strokes that they're doing is what's is what's uh, particularly exciting for me about it. And leading up into this year, which is probably going to be, I don't know, pretty pretty incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so do do you guys do you guys want to do the the runners up and New Year's resolutions uh, on this episode, or should we do like a half hour mini episode? No, let's just do them real quick. I mean, mine are, mine are, my runners up are pretty short. All right, let's do I, run. I really don't have any. I mean, I, honestly, as a runner up, let's just. I mean, let's not go into detail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What were your runners up, Matt? Uh, my runners up, actually, I kind of, I kind of lumped them all together. <laughs> um, runners up would be Cal Exit. Mm. Mm. Uh, just an incredible comic. Um, and uh, I would sort of, in, in, you know, in in with Cal Exit would be. Um, Black Mask Studios, yep, really doing really cool stuff. So uh, those guys are on my runners up list. Um, the Leftovers season three mm. uh, on my runners up list, and Westworld. Nice, yeah. I love it. I, I do have one that I kept putting her on my list and taking her off and then putting her back. <laughs> Gail Simone. Oh yeah, yeah. Gail Simone. Oh yeah. Nice, love yeah. it. Yeah, she's she's just become one of my top favorite authors in nice. comics <laughs> and especially with her getting domino like oh, yeah, i'm that's exciting i'm so excited yeah, yeah that, that's that's gonna be really cool i got one more runner up it's the uh, flintstones comic Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah that's great that was so good yep that's fantastic um yeah and, that's, and that also i think that also should uh, qualify for no. my uh for my dc talk too that dc's been doing all this crazy hanna-barbera stuff yep um all right what runners up do you have jay uh, so my runners up, uh, Black Mask Studio uh, was was one of my top runners up. Uh, Four kids walk into a bank. Kim and Kim, Black, Cal Exit. They've, I mean, they've just been putting out the most fucking awesome punk rock comics out there. Um, uh, Baby Driver was another runner up for me. I think that was a, a really solid movie, despite the Kevin Spacey involvement and whatever. I think it was just a great movie. Um, Ozark was an awesome show. I recommend anybody watch it. It's People, a lot of people talk about how it's just Breaking Bad, but it is. I, the only way that it's like Breaking Bad is because it deals with somebody laundering money for a drug cartel, which is not. Okay. It's, it's it's very different, and, and I love it. And um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Killer Be Killed also very close. Um, and then Ron Garney and Lee Weeks were both kind of a tandem. They were both just like this year. They brought back this really awesome like 80s style of art in such a great way involving like inks and, and just the way they, they lay out their pages. Um, Ron Garney being the artist on Daredevil, Lee Weeks being uh, the artist on Batman Elmer Fudd as well as uh, the Batman annual uh, from this year. Um, and then also uh, Hawkeye, Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye with uh, Leo Romero. Mm-hmm. I think that was a yep. huge highlight of the year. Um, and it's it's well worth checking out. And then Greg Smallwood. Nice. Yeah. So I intentionally, there's one thing I left off my list intentionally because uh, I, I didn't want it to overshadow, mm. but it definitely, for me, overshadows. Uh, it's The Last Jedi. It's like, 
mm. the reigning champion king of 2017. <laughs> yeah, I I I left it off for it off a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I like I liked Last Jedi a lot. It didn't quite make my list, uh, but it's it's fantastic. It's a good good movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. I do have. <coughs> I do have two really brief uh, worst of 2017. Oh. Okay. Um. So the first one, there are exceptions, but as a general rule, Marvel Comics mm. was just lousy mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just lousy. I mean, there are, like I said, there are exceptions. There has yeah. been some good stuff that come out of Marvel Comics, but overall, lousy. Yeah. They're, they, I, they're a hot mess. There's nothing that really pulling me in. It's Besides, just, like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange That's is really good. the only one that like, got me, and like the Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor is still good. Chip Zdarsky Spider Man's really good. Yeah, and he, like you said, Jason, the Hawkeye is really good. Yeah. But then there's just like you know a bunch of there's crap. Like X Men's kind of a hot mess, and Avengers are a hot mess, and it's just it's yeah, well, it's not really doing. Here's it for me. here's the thing with Marvel, and I and I hope that this changes. They just they just uh, changed editors, and and seems like they're kind of going in a new direction with some stuff, but. I the the thing that bothers me the most with Marvel is that whenever they have a series that's truly doing something unique and and fresh and exciting, they fucking cancel it after six issues. Like exactly, exactly. I mean, that's 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 why they're on my list. Yeah. They just keep they're just they're making all the wrong decisions. Totally. I, yeah. Like like the all new Guardians series. I, I kid you not. That like Jerry Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy was incredible, and especially the art team yeah. that they had on it. And then it got canceled. Uh, and I don't yeah. understand it. Chip Zdarsky's Star Lord got canceled. Um, you know, yeah, which was really yeah. Good. Hawkeye just got canceled again. Like, yeah, oh, I, I fucking hate it. They they do have some really good series, uh, but it seems yeah. like they can't help but shooting themselves in the foot at many different times. Exactly, and it's nothing and against the creators. No, not at all. Then that's why they are on my worst of because they're just not doing it right. Yep. Um, and then my other worst of uh is confrontational. I'm assuming but it's Justice League. It's definitely Justice League. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, is it like fanboys? Because no, fanboys no, 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 were no. definitely the it's worst. Justice League. <laughs> Justice League. I was like, ugh. I still haven't seen it. No? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> Waiting for that to Damn. Um, man. I, I had a lot personally kind of going into it like the, this is because Wonder Woman was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, yeah, nope, yep. not not at all. Anyway, that's all. Those are my two. Those are my haters. Uh, <laughs> what was your? What was? Did you have any worse stuff, Rach? Uh, just fanboys in general. I think I can agree yeah, with that. They're they're the worst. Yeah. That just yeah. have to hate everything and. Yeah, the reaction to the Last Jedi, yeah. specifically that. <laughs> yep, it's the fucking worst. Fuck off, Let's assholes. Petition to get it removed uh, from canon. Fuck off, assholes. So. so so dumb yeah and it's it's um, also why like just i i always like never trust your initial reaction man like many things you'll think are yeah. amazing and then later when you go back you're like oh, actually i don't really like this and vice versa some things you watch and you hate them and then you go back and you're like oh maybe i wasn't reacting rationally to that sure. i just i yeah. fuck i hate and, and last chat i was good fuck all the people that are like it's, it's too feminist yeah. like i'm i'm sorry oh, that there were three yeah. main characters who were women fuck my bad fuck off women don't belong in star wars yeah the worst uh <laughs> do you have any worse stuff jay um fanboys was definitely going to be one of mine and i i think i can also agree with you matt that that marvel 
just, just and, and it's again it's like it's none of the creators and i don't even think it's it's really the editors i think it's just the the company marvel entertainment and yeah, no, mike perlmutter uh, and the fucks that he put ugh. exactly no i mean uh, yeah i need i mean that's why i wanted to like yeah. have a caveat like like i'm not saying marvel's done just garbage all year mm-hmm. long they have not no but how they're doing it is just the worst. I really, I, I yeah. credit Ike Perlmutter and some of his people with a lot of that. I mean, they're the people who pushed Inhumans so hard, and that shit sucked. And they have very often been traced back to cancellations on on series that I don't think should have been canceled. And and I mean, yeah. also just like dumb quotes that he's had about what they do with their comics and like that whole shit about like, oh, it was a mistake to try and push diversity and whatever. That like, come on, dude. I know you it's asshole. just a, it, yeah, totally. Um. But yeah, th- those were kind of my worst stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I and then also I, I also the, I'll add one other worst of the uh, DC films like reigning in Jeff Johns already before he's even had a chance to like see one movie through in his job at the head of DC films while he's trying to write the ship. I mean, come on, just have some confidence in your decision making for once. Totally, I know. They're, yeah, I Warner Brothers is a hot mess yep. right now. Um, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, uh, New Year's resolutions. Yep. Yeah. So this, this is basically, uh, for, cause I, I don't think we ever established what it was on the show. Um, our New Year's resolutions list is basically things that we are either finally going to get around to in 2018, things that we are like, uh, super, you know, determined to see if the, even if they are new in 2018, but just things that we're going to see, read, listen to, watch, whatever in 2018. Yes. Uh, uh mine's a little bit different. That's well, fine. Mine's a, Doesn't whatever. matter. Um, <laughs> so my, 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 my primary New Year's resolution is to find joy again in all this stuff. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burnt out, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not feeling that hype like I was. and um, I've absolutely taken a step back to try to like kind of like to, to like get away from it for a sec so I can kind of get, you know, like, uh, which also ties into my second New Year's resolution, which is watch Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, of course, I'm going to watch Avengers, but like, I want to like be excited watch about yes, it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm just not. I'm not. In, I'm not feeling. Now you're talking it. Infinity I'm, War, right? I feel exactly the same way. Mm. I'm talking so, Infinity okay, War. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. So I, that's a big one for me is to like kind of like I want to like get back. I want that. I want that. I want. I want myself four years ago again. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I'm. I'm. My my goal is to figure out a, a really good way to to, to do that. Mm. Um, because there's, you know, like there's so many good comics and stuff coming out right now that like I'm like just hyped on all the cool image stuff coming out and it's all great. But like I want Marvel back. I want DC back. I want to like, you know, kind of like feel that love again. Yeah, I completely agree. Yep. Yeah, that's um, great. And then I've got two two more resolutions. One is uh, I would like to finally read Hellboy. All of it. Mm, that's a great resolution. Yeah. Because yeah. I've read a bunch here and there but i've never just like read all of hellboy yeah me either uh and and you know there's a reason why hellboy is so awesome yeah. and especially getting kind of getting like getting hyped for the new movie coming yep. out and that's dude that's been in my I, stack for so long in terms like my mental stack and i i know i'm in the same page yeah. man it's like it's yeah it's always there i'm looking yep. at it and like fucking hellboy i gotta just do yeah. it oh dude I, um, I love that that's that's that, that you might inspire me too to do that yeah so that's uh that's high on my list <laughs> And then my final New Year's resolution is to watch a TV show to the end. <laughs> That's a good one. Doesn't matter which one. That's good. I like it. 
um but i'm really i'm you know kind of going in line with the like find joy again i'm really having a hard time watching like sticking through tv shows like i watched four or five episodes of runaways and then just petered out i watched half a legion and petered out mm. like all these things i'm just kind of totally petering out yeah on. i i kind of do the same thing though. i never finished iron fist i actually never even started punisher yeah i haven't even started punisher. i watched the first two episodes and they're and they actually are better than any of the other series have been for a while but i also like just haven't uh really gone through it yet yeah so Weird. i don't know I, I started watching the gifted that was actually really good and i yeah, figured out on that was good yeah, it's good. So I don't know. So anyway, I'll, I'll watch something to the end. Nice. That's a, that's a good resolution. <laughs> that yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Rach, you want to go? What you got, Rach? Uh, one of them is to see more movies mm. in the theater. Love it. Because I'm really bad at that. Movie pass. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Movie pass. Movie pass. That will most likely happen because, yeah. Like I haven't even seen Justice League and we just don't really get to movies that often. So I'd like to go and experience movies more. Or like yeah, That's I, a great one. I, I, I'll put that on my list. I could do that more too. I don't see movies that much either. Yeah, I, I don't really go unless it's like something big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my second one is to read From Hell. Mm. Oh, shit. Because I got that for Christmas uh-huh. and I've wanted to read it for like... 10 something years and that seems like yeah. so up your alley too i know well oh, sure i actually loved the movie yeah the johnny oh shit I thought it was, yeah, yeah i loved that movie it's a good and movie. it made me want to read the comic and i've always went to buy it and it was always like 25 dollars and i could never justify <laughs> spending pass. this 25 dollars so cap got it for me for we christmas to so us, i'm gonna pass. read that nice whole thing that's amazing you know i i was really happy when i finally sat down and read swamp thing and i think when you like sitting down and reading alan moore is so worthwhile absolutely yeah just just doing it i know I'm he's rewarding that. i've, I've yeah. been like revisiting watchmen is uh, rewarding. for a little while now yeah. and, and it is it he's oh a rewarding God. writer <laughs> again <laughs> um and my last one and i think you both will really like this <laughs> I'm going to read Invincible. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I left Invincible off my list only because I haven't finished it yet. Mm. Yeah. Um, but and I think Invincible would probably have made my list if I would have finished it's the it. The greatest superhero yeah, comic I'm, in the universe. I think it is. I'm, I'm going to read it. Hell you yeah. Guys. You're going to love and I'm going to stick Hell with yeah. it. Yeah. You're, I, oh, man. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Um, all right. So was that all yours? Yep. Okay. Uh, my, my sort of top overarching uh, New Year's resolution is to write more. Um, I want 2018 to kind of be the year that I, I really sort of all the, the effort and time that I've been putting into my writing is is sort of going to come to roost, um, which is nice because it's good enough with a great start by uh, writing some features for panel by panel and uh, hopefully getting some of these uh, comics. I just got pages back for um, from my artist for this one comic and I've written three or four others. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah. I, I really want to write more, and, and I, I'm loving the stuff that I've been writing lately. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big goal. Okay. Um, in terms of things to watch and read, I'll just kind of run down the list. Um, I want to finish yeah. reading through a bunch of Daredevil. Um, Frank Miller, yeah. uh, Brian Bendis, Ed Brubaker, and Charles Soule's Daredevil specifically, or and Mark Wade, sorry, on there as well. 
Yeah, Mark Wade and Charles Soule's Daredevils are the fucking best. Yeah, and I just, I mean, the, like Charles Soule, I like him as a writer so much, but man, Ron Garney's art on the new Daredevil really pulls me in. Um, oh, yeah. Which is why he was a runner-up for me. Um, I also want to watch yep. American Vandal. Have you guys fucking heard of this show? Yes, yeah. and it seems like it would be funny for about 10 seconds and then stop being funny. Huh. I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of want to go through it. Um, Invincible, finishing and running through the entire list is also one of my big resolutions. I'm uh, like yep. halfway through the second compendium right now. Um, this is the one that I almost took off, but I, I knew you guys would hate me if I did. Leftovers, uh, that's 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 a big do resolution it. for this year. Do I want to watch through. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Um, do it. I also want... How far are you into Leftovers? I'm in season two, it's almost the, to the end. It's the fucking best, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I told you. Once you get past the first season. If the first season's so critical to the set the world. Yes. But once season two hits, it's just like, mm. oh my fucking yeah, God. Yeah, it, it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then the, the rest of the things that I want to get through this year or, or even start this year uh, and get through. Uh, East of West. Um, the, Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's been... I, you know what? That's on my list, too. I... I, I gotta do it one of these days. Totally, dude. It's it's just been sitting there I, for a I while for it. me, and I, I even own the first two trades. Huh. Um, yeah. The Deuce. I've heard amazing things about the Deuce, and I really want to watch it. Um, have you guys even uh-huh. heard of it? Yeah, you have. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, the Deuce. If if anyone's curious, it's a like crime show set in like the eighties or seventies or something on uh, HBO, and it just looks awesome. Um, with James Franco playing twins or some shit. Uh. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. I still haven't fucking watched it yet. And I've been wanting to for so long. Oh, yeah, watch it. Um, The Good Place has been sitting it. on my list this whole year because it looks incredible. Um, and uh, and then Halt and Catch Fire uh, is almost like Hellboy for me, where it's just been sitting there for years. Uh, and I've I've been really meaning to get around to watching it. You know, I I started watching it, and I'm like, I'm gonna give this a chance. All right, that episode wasn't very good. Give the other one a chance. This isn't very good. So about six episodes in, I'm like, I'm done. Mm. And I've and that, I just couldn't. I've heard it's a bit of a, a like slowly gaining momentum thing where it like gets better and better yeah. as it goes. But yeah, I, I can see why uh, why you wouldn't want to. But yeah, that's that's uh, those are my resolutions. Nice. Yes, yes, sir and ma'am. I think Hellboy is uh, uh, an additional thing on there. But anyway, I would love to read Hellboy, yeah. but. It's so, there's a lot. It's in so intimidating. We could do an issue by issue Hellboy podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Well, there's not. There's not a ton. There's only eight volumes. Yeah. But then there's also Hellboy in Hell, and there's BPRD and stuff. But... Uh, right. And when I say Hellboy, I just mean the proper Hellboy. Hellboy. Hellboy proper yeah. eight volumes. I've read BPRD. I have two. BPRD is good. I read some Ape Sapien. That was mm. good. But I yeah. just want to read, and I've read some Hellboy. But I just I got I want to do the whole. The, yeah, the, the full. Yeah, band. I think I think the one the one non proper Hellboy story that should be in there is is Hellboy in Hell because that's kind of the end of his story. Um, but it is technically yeah. a separate uh, a separate series. Sure, sure. But anyway, yeah, no, that's that's uh, some good shit, guys. It's uh, it's a fun episode. Um, for for the listeners, please, please, please reach out on on Twitter and and in our email and stuff. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod. Tweet us and let us know what your favorite stuff of 2017 was and what your uh, uh, New Year's resolutions are. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we'd love to hear it. We'll, we'll be interacting with you on there. Um, or if you if you leave us a voicemail or send us an email, we will also uh, read it on the show. We might even uh, review the tweets on the show as well. Um, 
and just kind of talk about some of that stuff because I'm sure you, I'm sure we forgot about some stuff that you guys are like, how could you forget about this? Um, I know I did for sure. <laughs> so yeah, but let us know what you thought and, and let us know what uh, how 2017 was for you and what your goals are for 2018. Um, yep. So at Twitter at Savage Land Pod, uh, everywhere else at Savage Land Podcast. Our letters uh, letters at Savage Land Podcast dot com is our email address, and then four one three Savage Four is where you can leave us a voicemail. Um, thank you to those who have been uh, leaving reviews. I've noticed we've we've gotten more five star ratings on iTunes lately, um, which is super appreciated. I haven't seen a new review come across unless uh, you guys have checked on it more recently than I have. Um, I haven't seen anything. But if if mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't yet, if you if you enjoy our show, if you like listening to the show, um, please leave us a, a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to it, whether that be Stitcher. I know we had some problems with Stitcher in the past. Um, let me know if those are resolved for you. I, I'm pretty sure I got that all resolved. If not, just, uh, reach out and let me know. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it, but thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate everyone listening there. Um, and we always love hearing from you, whether it be comments on Instagram or whatever it's, it's always appreciated. Um, and so your, your ongoing, uh, participation and, and listening and, and love and support is always just uh, infinitely appreciated by us. <laughs> yes. Yep. So I agree. Um, actually, I feel like, oh shit, I, there might be a new. Nope. Never mind. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I just saw a different, <laughs> a different number than I saw before. And so I, I got faked out for a second. Um, but yeah, uh, ratings and reviews if you love us. Uh, if not, then, then that's okay too. Um, you can also check out the other podcasts on our network that might be cool.com. Um, we have, uh, elsewhere presents Sonic, the podcast just for fans just wrapped up its first season. If you want to, uh, slowly hear somebody lose their mind, um, and, uh, and become infected by Sonic the Hedgehog, then that is the place to go for it. Uh, you do not need to know anything about Sonic the Hedgehog to listen to the show because literally nothing said on that show exists in real life. It's all fake. It's all made up. It's a sham. Uh, but you can, uh, you can listen along as somebody just completely goes insane. So it's great. Um, and, uh, we also want to thank comic bento for again, sponsoring our show, ComicBento.com promo code savage, uh, get in on those new boxes and, and, and set yourself some new year's resolutions with the comics you can get from comic bento. Um, I don't know. I think that wraps it up. Do you guys have anything else uh, that you wanted to say? Mm, nope. Nope. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed your time in the savage land. Might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>